0: Initially, it was just the speed. I never, never felt anything like that before, and it was something I kind of fell in love with immediately. And uh, then it, it became more about the competition.
1: my friends. How are you? My name is Paul Ripke. I'm the co-host of this podcast, Partners in Time, the IWC podcast about people in and around the brand at the company and whoever inspires us. And today I'm going to talk to Valtteri Bottas. Valtteri Bottas is a Formula One driver. He is one of the two drivers of the Mercedes, AMG, F1, Petronas, Formula One team. I worked with him a lot. I truly like him. He's a very, very good. I would consider him a friend after working three to four years with him and um, he doesn't talk very much because he's finished too but i hope i'm gonna get him to talk let's jump into this episode of partners in time mr Walter Bottas, how are you my friend good to speak to you
0: good to speak to you been
1: a long time i'm, I'm good thanks Okay. Absolutely. Our conversation is mainly Insta DMs. I'm really enjoying the content you're putting out there. And it feels like sometimes you're enjoying my content because you react to it. I'm very proud of these. Like, that's our trust moment,
0: at least, right? Yeah, but you're the, the god of Insta content anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> where are you right now? What's happening? Where are you? I'm actually now in Spain, in Pamplona. My girlfriend Tiffany is uh, having a bike race here tomorrow and the day after. So,
1: That's one of the things I want to talk about the the cycling because you got into cycling. But first, I want to talk a little bit about Formula One. You're a Formula One driver. When did you start getting into it? Like we've been to Finland together. We've uh, spent some time in the past, but I want to put this out in this podcast as well. Like uh, how when did you start driving? I started
0: go karting when I was six, so pretty young. Um, I did my first race in Lahti, Finland, which is my hometown. And I did go-karting for 10, 11 years before I moved to Formula Renault, uh, Formula 3. And then I became a test driver for Williams since 2010 and started in F1 in 2013. was my first season. So um, uh, this one is then season number eight, maybe. (laughs) You're not counting. That's that's
1: interesting. Do you know how many races you did in Formula 1? I don't know, actually. Uh, (laughs) No idea. (laughs) (laughs) that's interesting but you did like fast things as a beginning so go-karting was like you did like the speed about it or what what why
0: did you start going go-karting like yeah initially it was just the speed i never never felt anything like that before and it was something i kind of fell in love with immediately and uh, then it, it became more about the competition you know i found out that i'm Really competitive, and if I do something, I would want to do it well. So uh, that competitive part then has been maybe the more addicting thing. And did you do any other sports as a kid? Yeah, I played ice hockey uh, since I think I was five years old. So every winter I was playing hockey, and uh, yeah. summer driving go karts. So that definitely kept me kept me pretty busy. Because that go karting
1: season in finland is not existing in winter because of snow or yeah that's true yeah
0: you have some indoor tracks but it's it's never quite the same as proper outdoor tracks so i think as a finn you have a bit of a handicap compared to some other countries (laughs)
1: why why is formula one so like why are so many finnish people watching formula one and why is there so many drivers out of finland
0: I think it, it comes from that there's always been heroes. Like uh, when I started go-karting, um, there was always at least, you know, a couple of drivers from Finland in F1. And then naturally you you look look up to them and uh, you want to be something like them one day. I think that's the biggest motivation for for the young kids. And as a nation, it's just, you know, Finnish people, they, they love motorsports in, in any form. And uh, I think we're a bit, bit of like a petrol heads in, in, in a way so uh, you know rallying motocross f1 you name it we we love it and who was your hero when you were growing up for me it was mika hakkinen um, okay. i remember watching him uh, really closely all his races and his story was really cool because he had this um, really really bad accident in 95 uh, so he ended up actually being in coma and being very close to to dying um, in in the sport he loved to do but then he bounced back and eventually, like a few years after that, he won the title twice, um, which was pretty cool.
1: That's that's inspiring. And were you, as a young kid, like, do you remember when you first physically met him? Like the first encounter with Mika Häkkinen?
0: Yeah, I do actually. It was, it, the year was 2008. I got a phone call from a strange number and uh, it was Mika. He called me okay. and he said he would like to help me um, with, with my career how old were you uh, so you're i think i was 19 maybe okay so yeah so i was just uh, in uh, i think doing formula renault at that that point and he said he would like to meet me and so i went to his house uh, south of france and
1: how was that like (laughs) i mean to meet your hero as well you knew what was up like because i i know you very well and i know you take care of your own business like that's one of the things i love about you you don't have like crazy amount of managers who take care of everything you do your stuff um yeah. that was probably the same when you were 19 right so you were aware this is my chance right now here right
0: exactly uh, i knew that you know he would be a guy that I would be very comfortable having uh, behind me and uh, yeah i mean it was it was weird to realize that he was actually a complete normal guy when i went to his place he was there sitting on the Who? kitchen table um, <laughs> well, around the kitchen table having a yep. beer and a cigarette <laughs>
1: and, and he opened the door like so you rang the bell you opened yeah. the door and there from there on yeah. it went on and, exactly. and he was clear like how's that happening like he's sitting there and he's saying you have a talent but you might need some networking help i would say to get into formula one or what? what what was it like how could he help the 19-year-old Walter us
0: I think in a in a sense um, as a, as a mentor and then purely as a manager and making an financial investment because obviously I, I come from a pretty normal family in Finland and we didn't have the financial backing to maybe go further than what I had achieved at that point and um you know the prices were always going to go just up from there so also needed someone uh, supporting financially and you know Kind of opening the doors, etc. So he was the perfect guy for that.
1: And did it work? Like, how how much, like, how much time did it take to bring you into Formula One, or to arrive to bring yourself into Formula One? Two
0: thousand ten. So two years after became <clears throat> test driver for for Williams. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then um, twenty thirteen. It was my first season, so it was still good good few years.
1: And you're still talking to him, or? uh like he's still a friend
0: yeah 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 he lives in monaco as well so uh we we catch up every every now and then and he he still loves f1 and all the details and he always wants to know so much stuff about you know the technical side of the cars uh, the driving everything so yeah
1: do you feel like he's would he have had the same uh, like success if he would be a driver today like how much did it change compared to his career compared to your
0: career like What's what's very different, what's similar? What's similar is is the the basis of of driving as a driver and um, how, how the world the f1 world kind of works um, as a driver um, I would say kind of mentally the the mental approach um, being in the right headspace. Being in the right fitness—that um, doesn't change, obviously. Over the years, without any sport, you you learn and you develop, and and probably um, the overall level of drivers nowadays is is higher than ever because that's same with every, every sport. But technical side um, back then was a bit more simple, so I would say it was uh, around his era. It's even more important as a, as a driver to give give good feedback and uh, kind of guide the team. Uh, with the car development Um, now it's still important but you know there's so many simulation tools and um, the teams have probably tripled in size compared to them so
1: it is yeah so what's the best thing about being an ff1 driver
0: what's the number one number one is getting to drive the car you know it's uh, they are so (laughs) fast it's it's just can't imagine it's so hard to describe
1: and it is really like so it is better than anything. You did rally as well, like in your free time or like in the in the off yeah. time. I've seen a couple of things of that. How do you compare that? Like, what's F one is the number one,
0: right? For me, it is. Yeah, um, if you if you love racing on track uh, against uh, you know other other cars at the same time, then yeah, that's it. That's the that's the best category, no doubt. But rally is more.
1: Is it closer to go go-cutting? I I don't know anything about driving. You know that. Like we've you've seen me I drove you a couple of times and you <laughs> didn't like that. Yes. <laughs>
0: I remember. Uh, I'm glad route, I'm still alive. And you in too. Luhti, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um you know, rallying is, is different. It's a bit more instinct-based driving because you know you're sliding uh, all the time and obviously you can't learn all the all the routes, all the stages. So you also have a co-driver to give you the notes, etc. Okay. So, it's, it's very different.
1: One of the things I'm like super impressed by you uh, getting to know you was how calm you are in stress situations. Because I'm I'm getting stressed if stuff happens, like if I have to take a picture or whatever, and I'm not where I should be. I'm super stressed, and a lot of people are stressed. You are not. How? how the hell are you doing that like because because your your stress level should be way higher than mine because you're
0: driving that car like how do you do that i think uh um maybe i was born born like this you know i've never been too stressed about uh, about things and i can stay calm quite easily but um, i I would say one one big big thing is the the preparation for the weekend and um, you know the amounts of uh work uh, that is done pre-season and during the season always preparing for the weekends and you know the you just feel comfortable you know you, you've done everything in terms of uh, being being ready and prepped for the race you know mentally physically um, in terms of the race plan um, all the technical stuff uh, if you feel like there's nothing more you could have done then why, why the stress and uh, in the end it, this is the thing that i can do the best myself so, yeah, that's how it is.
1: Preparation is king. I've, I don't know if you've seen the, the IWC film I did about myself, which was super weird to film something about yourself. I haven't but, actually, no. Um, it's like I'm talking about timing and about when to leave and about preparation and opportunity as well, um, which is exactly these kind of things. So how important is timing
0: for your career? How, how important was timing for your career? Uh, timing is everything it's um, you know how many how many drivers example want to be in F1 Mm -hmm. and there's so many different ways to get into F1 and uh, um, different ways to either find the right people around you um, different timings for approaching the teams if they have space or not you know it's it's actually crazy to think about that I I ended up uh, in, in Formula One because I was just a small kid with a big dream but I always believed in it. But now, the more I understand the sport, um, yeah, timing needs to be right in so so many things. And do you feel lucky?
1: Like, like, do you think luck plays a role in it, or like, what's it? Because like a lot of people tell me about my career, I just got super lucky. And if yeah. I'm honest, like, <laughs> if I've I, I got super lucky, but also yeah. hmm, I may have a small t- talent for timing. You know, like, like I'm I, not the worst in timing um
0: i agreed with you you know it's um for sure you you need some luck but it's not all about luck you know and um normally the the people um if they can get to their goals um that they've worked hard normally there's a reason for it so yeah
1: no i do i I do like your humility but still you have a talent for some things. Like there's a reason you are a F1 driver and you're winning races. Like that's that's not just pure luck. So so I, don't, yeah. I do believe there's there's another thing as well. And um, my biggest timing, like my best timing ever, <laughs> was leaving you. To be honest, <laughs> <In> like 2019, <laughs> I did hit like I've, 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 I had a contract for 2020 and we wanted to work together, like as a team and personally and everything. But I I kind of felt like like it's time for a change. But um, what, how is it, like, how did it change? Because I personally feel I got insanely lucky leaving 2019 because 2020, everything is like, I, I don't feel like my job is still existing. Like, do you have a Paul Ripke taking those pictures and videos and, and whatever? Or because like, of COVID and distance and, and storytelling and everything, other things are more important, I
0: feel. Like, how is it? uh you know um nobody can replace Paul Ripke that's how it goes <laughs> so uh, I'm I'm um, gonna they,
1: transfer you the Venmo money right now <laughs> yeah
0: you <laughs> but you know it's of course uh, we, we still have photographers yeah. um I think last year it felt a bit more strict but now yeah we have you know people getting getting quite a bit of content either with uh, pictures or short videos etc yeah you know yeah. the name of the game but uh, no, haven't found replacement for Ripken. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: did, I did like the stuff you you guys put out the last, but also like the message change, right? Like, because we did a lot of, let's say, funny, stupid stuff as well. Um, yeah. And I don't feel there's, it's a the time for that right
0: now, to be honest. Right? I think there's always time for humor, <laughs> you know? But uh, of course, there's um, there's been quite a big issues in, in the world lately. So yeah, you can't always take the piss. Um, I have another
1: question. What's been the biggest achievement in your life so far till today? Um, like what are you most proud of? Uh, yeah,
0: it's, a, it's quite a quite a wide uh, lot lot of kind of covering answer. Yeah, um, I would I say that mainly that I've been able to do things that I really, really like to do. So I've been able to turn my passion um and thing i love to do into a job in a way gets me paid and also in other things in life uh, i've always tried to do things that i really want to do and i feel and consider myself lucky in a a way that um i've been able to achieve it and i can do pretty much just the things that i I love to do
1: that that's a good thing (laughs) like you should be proud of yourself i I like that um and Speaking of role models, like you had Mika Hakkinen as a young person, is there did, do you have other other people that inspire you? Like, are you looking up to somebody? Is there somebody or, or yeah, some book or whatever that impressed you?
0: Uh, I can't really say anything anything that that's striking. Um, I've always followed other sports as well, and I find sports really inspiring. You know, when okay. you see people um, achieving, you know. their goals and um when you can only imagine um the amount of work they've had to put into that it's it's really inspiring so i'll just say sports in in general
1: that's a good answer and and how do you like because you got into cycling right yeah how is your cycling going along i just looked at strava you did do a great ride this morning some elevation that's good in spain and 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 like the numbers look quite good i'm i'm very impressed of that like um how did you get into cycling
0: um, I've always done a bit of cycling for for training since since quite quite a young age, and you know for cardio training and for your aerobic fitness is um, one of the best ways to uh, develop your body. And uh, but then obviously when I when I met Tiffany, um, it went to another another level because she's a pro cyclist, um, been professional for a long time, and uh, it's something that we can do together. And I really enjoy that we can have a thing that. Obviously it's her job, but, uh, for me, it's a, it's a hobby, so I can maybe enjoy it more in a, in a, in a sense, but, uh, it's, it's addictive, you know, Paul about it. I've seen your Strava as well. And, you know, when you <laughs> feel the gains and you feel you're getting better and every uphill gets easier, um, it's always a lot easier to put on your cycling kit and go out. You did over a
1: thousand miles this, this year already. It's, it's good. Um, Who's better? Who's faster in cycling? Because like, cause I guess Tiffany's lighter, right? <laughs> so yeah. uh, so she has an advance on the mountains probably. So does she have to wait on top of it?
0: <laughs> if we do training rides, actually, most of it, if I really want to, I can I can do all the training with her. Um, but if we would race, let's say, a stage, um, I, I would have no chance. She, she would kill me completely. But um, I'm good on sprinting, so when there's a sprint, oh, sprint session, then I'm always in. And and you're so in, in a
1: sprint. Who's winning? Did it, you're probably Me. sprinting sometimes. Right?
0: You are. Yeah. Yes.
1: Oh, uh, I'm a sprinter, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Um, I really want to go cycling with you. Like we wanted to do that last year, and it didn't happen yeah. yet because of COVID and stuff like that. Because all those, it feels very hilly around Monaco. The rides you do.
0: It is, like, it, yeah. Oh, you you boy. definitely need need a good base fitness to mm-hmm. cycle around there. But yeah, you know, it's there's so many options, so it's it's really good for, a good place for cyclists. And to be honest, nowadays I travel to most of the places always with a bike, and uh, it's such a nice way to see see places. You know, instead of going for a drive, um, you go for a ride, and it feels like you have so much more time to you know take in the views and the scenery.
1: Yeah, totally. How what's happening this season regarding F1? So, is everything what's the next races right now? Uh, Monaco is okay. um, home race next, next week. Yeah, home
0: race. And then
1: So you have a longer uh, way now, right? Cuz <laughs> like before you had the shortest commute. You could possibly have to start and finish line, right? Yeah. <laughs> like how how long was it? Like 22 meters or something? I think it's like 50 meters (laughs) that was that was like the I lived uh, like that close to my school and I was always late the closer you live to the school the (laughs) later you are Uh, but were you late in Monaco I don't totally remember you're not a late person I don't think you've ever been late
0: no no I'm always on time
1: that's that's part of your success if I'm late then I I blame Tiffany (laughs) (laughs) It makes sense if you ask me. Yeah. Um, yeah, but now you, are you taking your bike now or are you taking a motorbike? Like, because Monaco is always a mayhem to get to the track, right? Because I'm always, yeah. I'm still getting those messages of, I my breakthrough in Monaco was renting a scooter. That was when I felt like a true king in <laughs> at one weekend with the scooter, you know, like going back yeah. and forth and boating and there and here and there. So, and, and these people still contact me and they, they are like, they're calling and they want to sell me uh, scooter rentals, it's like 500 bucks or something for two I days. <laughs> it's insane on F1 weekends, but yeah. um, like how, how are you going to get along? Because you don't live anymore 50 meters away from... Yeah, yeah, I still have, I'm still in there. Ah, S- same place. So, you, so you're staying yep. there uh, on the weekends, uh, on the yeah. whole weekend. Okay. So you don't yeah, need exactly. a scooter. So,
0: but I, I still use a motorbike though. It's um, Yeah, I, I like it. Uh, it's a nice nice way to commute, and like, it's the way they do it in Monaco. Okay, so you're looking forward to Monaco, I guess? Yeah, of course. It's um, outside the race. I would like to win the most out of the, any any races on, on the calendar. So, yeah, looking forward.
1: And then uh, is America still on? Because that's probably... I have some visa issues right now. I'm not sure where and when I can uh, travel because people won't let me in to the States again. I want to get in. like I want to see my family. But um, at the end... Uh, I might visit you guys in Austin, Texas.
0: Is that still on? It is, right? I think it's still on. um, But you never know in this world nowadays. But yeah, that would be cool.
1: Yeah. And then we can go cycle. Austin is... Where are you actually now? I'm right now in Palm Springs. So I'm... I did... uh, I'm back in... I was in Hawaii. That was insane. Have you ever been to Hawaii?
0: No. on On the list
1: so insane like i was so uh, so impressed and i went cycling actually with kai lenny do you know who kai lenny is like a surf guy yeah and we went he's a big cyclist we went cycling around the the island it was very very rough conditions road wise so maybe did you ever gravel a little bit like that mixture between mountain bike and i i enjoyed that a lot we did that yesterday in joshua tree in the middle of like nowhere we went off-roading And and then we took the bikes and then we went uh, graveling in Joshua Tree, which was insane. Like, wow. the the yeah, um, I, I couldn't agree more on that I think I like cycling because I like taking pictures as well as you do. Like you're I got to admit here openly, publicly, you have a talent for pictures. Like your Leica stuff was always very, very good. You have a very, very good eye and you see stuff that other people don't see. And that's, I guess, why you're liking cycling as well, because you can experience the landscape and you see, like, photographers like cycling because of that. And you are a photographer. Yeah. You're a part-time photographer. <laughs> what be. Yeah. No, no, no. It's, it's closer to, to a real photographer. I gotta admit. Um, okay. Uh, what's happening next year? What are you next, doing? I have
0: no idea. I don't know. Like, well, I'm living in 2021 now, so. Does that stress know. you?
1: because i've been no. i've been with you in in negotiations where you didn't have a contract and had a con- whatever like i was always very 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 impressed by the fact you like i do believe that you don't know and you don't care which is what you should do at the end like you're you're doing your homework you're doing your preparation but then it's it's in the hands of others or or you you see what's happening right
0: exciting yeah so yeah if i'm honest i have no no idea about next year and I think over the years I've I've learned again uh, to sh- stress less about it because well, what can you do? You know the best thing is to give it all all you have, and as long, long as I know at the end of the year that uh, every Grand Prix, every race weekend, uh, that I gave gave it all all I had, then there's no regrets. So I think that's the mindset I try to try to keep. And so yeah, we'll we'll see you next year.
1: No, it's it's good. One of the things. I also liked experiencing working with you was the whole teamwork factor with the team. Like, I honestly was not aware that how much back and forth communication there was and how much feedback you give and how much they also breathe. Like, how, what, what do you enjoy about working with the team? Because like, it is the best Formula One team. Is it in history already? Or at least in the last 10 years, we could agree, right?
0: uh i think we broke some some records i don't know in detail as well <laughs> but, uh, but yeah it's uh up there for sure and yeah it's um it's really inspiring i think that's the word word to say um just to see you know the, the passion in in the people's eyes and and the will to always try and improve and try to do better and support e- each other um for me that's that is really really inspiring and, and motivating and it's uh, again you know it's not luck that uh, this team has achieved so much uh, there is a reason and that normally is hard work
1: I, I couldn't agree more i want to talk a little bit about watches we had our cameras on what are you wearing right now i, I like that watch a lot
0: it yeah, looked great got, yeah it's um idpc uh, pilot uh, but it's the black, model right? is Blue Angels. Oh, it's blue. Okay. Yeah. I so it's like blue and yellow. Did you
1: did you choose that or was it given yeah. to you? Uh, I chose. Yeah. So you like that combination. And what's your favorite watch? Like, do you wear big pilot uh, or pilot watches of IWC? Is that your?
0: Uh, I would say the pilot pilot watches overall, um, and it's still quite a quite a variety of of um, you know different kind of watches. So yeah big pilot is is definitely up there and
1: do you do you wear it while cycling and doing workout and stuff because I'm new to the watch game um I was not wearing a watch till about a year ago and and now I'm starting to do it and I'm not totally i learned at golfing no watch because it's mechanical watches it's the impact is not super good but yeah. um cycling totally wearable are you wearing a watch while cycling
0: um i I wear like a sports watch with some... Data, so data and, and, and feedback. Yeah, yep. but
1: and but other than that, you are wearing constantly a watch, or
0: yeah, like, always. Yeah, if I if I don't have a watch, then I feel like I'm naked. You know, it is super
1: weird, right? Like I'm I'm yeah. like that. It did totally changed in my life. Like I'm oh, where's my watch? And I'm also a little scared because I lost. A watch once and it's not been my watch it's been iwc's watch and uh uh, so far we didn't find it after the world cup final there was like a a launch of a film big party that's the last time i've seen an (laughs) iwc portuguese which is a little sketchy
0: (laughs) i've never lost an iwc luckily okay but (laughs) but i've broken a couple though how uh i don't know they're just you know, sometimes I'm not the best with my stuff. You know, sometimes yeah. I find it on the bottom of the rucksack or something, and then I find that the you know the strap is either broken or something. So I think yeah, it's my fault. You get a
1: replacement very fast, I guess. Like yeah, it's replaceable. You've broken a couple of cars too in Formula One, right? Yeah, only a
0: few weeks ago was last time. <laughs> you know the the crash I had in um, uh, Imola uh, when yeah,
1: I've seen that the, yeah.
0: Yeah, George crashed into me, basically, yeah. and yeah, yeah, the yeah. damage to the car was more than 1 million euros. Oh, boy. Did, do Obviously, you have insurance for that? I don't have to pay, luckily. But uh, <laughs> is, is George's uh,
1: insurance paying for that?
0: <laughs> I would think so. I was thinking about it, yeah. <laughs> Depending on,
1: oh, boy, boy, boy. No, I'm not going to go into Formula One gossip here. But I, I watched sure. it. I was uh, I'm I'm bec- I became a Formula One fan as well. Like it did change my life, and I'm rooting for you. And and I was I was happy you went out of that because it did felt like a, it did look like a heavy impact
0: to me. Very it was a big impact. one, yeah. It it, yeah. it was up there, one of the big ones I've I've had. Um, I have was to say, you know, one, luckily please? I've not broken any bones or anything like that in in racing. So so it was a good.
1: The other one was Brazil, right? Where you no, Abu Dhabi, where, where did you really, like, in start, finish?
0: Uh, Mexico.
1: Mexico, oh yeah. yeah. That was a big one.
0: That was, that was a big one, yeah.
1: <laughs> do you feel like, was there ever one crash where you said, like, okay, if things did go a little bit wrong, then I'm not here anymore? Or, like, do you analyze that? Or do you, like, did you get lucky crashing as well? Or do you feel like I did get not lucky um, um, crashing, you know?
0: Yeah, I know what you mean. I feel like the the last cross I had, um you know, when you become a passenger when it's like three hundred plus kilometers an hour, and yet you're not in control. You're just waiting, waiting, basically, what's going to happen? You know, which way you're going to crash and and to where? And you never know if the car starts rolling or not, or you know. So it's it's not a nice feeling. I admit, <laughs> and uh, I, I do consider myself. Um, quite lucky so far in that sense that uh, i've never had any any major injuries so or, or, um, uh, because you know with those kind of speeds you just never know something can can definitely go wrong
1: i do agree and um, and i did how's your sauna performance because i'm i i went i've yeah i admired your sauna situation in finland overall but also your your personal one and i i'm still thinking every sauna. i built myself a sauna onto my roof deck and every time nice. I'm going in there, I'm thinking of you because you teached me the Finnish way of sauna, which is, I did everything wrong the 38 years before we went in the first sauna in, I think, yeah. Lahti, or, or somewhere in the north. Um, Rovaniemi, it was close to Rovaniemi, yeah. I think. Um, and uh, so the Finnish way is to constantly pour small amounts of water on the hot stones, so yeah. the steam level is high the german exactly. way before was 12 minutes and then a lot of water to hit you in the face and then go in the cold <laughs> water which makes no sense at the end and you are right because like if it comes to sauna whatever you say that's the rule you, you're finished you invented this whole thing do you still use it like
0: the uh, how's your sauna performance you know i've not actually been for a couple of months in in finland so i'm, I'm sure i'm getting weaker but uh hopefully soon soon i can go again and but yeah when i'm in finland m- most days uh, you spend time in a, in a sauna so I, I do miss that and yeah i have a, I have a house um near Monaco, uh south of south of france like a weekend house and uh, yeah. i'm definitely planning to to put a sauna or something so yeah but i, I could see you see you know when it, when you went to sauna in finland that how much you actually enjoyed it so i'm, I'm glad to hear that you're still doing it
1: Oh, and then the way we jumped into the snow after that,
0: like that yeah, was that's, that's what I'm best. missing
1: most. Like the the that you have fresh snow. I think I jumped from like the the first level into the snow, right? Yeah. And then I didn't think it through because then then I was there and I had to get back.
0: Oh, boy, it was. <laughs> but crazy. that's the best two extremes, you know. It, it feels yeah. so good afterwards,
1: and it does help you fight any viruses as well, right? Like your immune system is super strong. I I feel at least like it. I haven't been. Ill for one and a half years because I'm constantly like I'm going to the sauna three times a week or something
0: like every evening, I could. Yeah, possibly. yeah, it's, it's supposed to be good for you. I'm not a doctor, but I feel like it's it's, it's a good thing. Uh,
1: what's the deal with the hats Because like my mother uh, gave me a present of a sauna hat, like a filled kind of. Is that Finnish or is that Russian?
0: It's it's a bit more Russian, I would say. Okay. You rarely see people in in Finland with with the sauna hats. Okay. Only if you go to outdoor jacuzzi, uh, and if it's like minus thirty or something, then you might have a hat. But uh, in the sauna, no, I, I think it's a Russian thing Okay. And what what else? Thing like,
1: do you hit each other with like leaves in the sauna? Is that a Finnish thing? I want to learn. Yeah,
0: not, normally in, in the midsummer. So yeah, yeah you you tie tie a bunch of of leaves and you basically wash or clean each other back by by spanking <laughs> your mate in a sort on the on the back uh, okay sounds a bit weird but it's actually feels it quite nice
1: Yeah, it's it's you finish people are sometimes a little weird but very very <laughs> lovable i'm 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 a big fan and and you know that like i've been to rovaniemi the first time when i was 11 or something and ever since loved that country it's a great 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 place on earth yeah what's the top three finland spots we need to go to if if anybody of the listeners is uh listening over here like what's what should you visit if you're visiting in august
0: um i would say number one is place called kilpisjarvi which is at the very north of finland um it's right at the border of norway um, sweden finland and you can see the kind of what's the word in, in finnish we say tunturis they're like um not mountains but you know like rolling hills okay and it's it's incredible the, the nature there and um, a bit less tourism yeah, you can see the authentic arctic lifestyle uh, so highly recommend that then I would say south of Finland, the lakesides, um, mm-hmm. because in Finland we have one hundred and sixty thousand lakes or something like this, crazy. So the the lakeside is is quite nice. um Visit my hometown, Nastola, of course. Yeah, and then just uh, I would say Lapland in general, the, seeing the nature, whether it's winter or summer, uh, uh, go for it, and you're gonna feel how good mentally you will feel after, like being in the nature, just with whatever reindeer so hopefully not wolves Uh, but uh, you know it it makes good good for you for sure thanks for those tips we are
1: i could talk for hours to you but we have to stop because um, uh, we are out of time i have one last question that the final question is kind of reoccurring so at the end like if you could stop time at one moment in your life where would you have stopped time so far?
0: Hmm. on the uh, uh, in lap of the race um 2017 russian grand prix my first race win and that that happiness that feeling that i had um was exactly what what this uh means to me and what it's all about so yeah i would would just observe.
1: You did deserve that win. That was a great moment.
0: Thanks. Yeah.
1: Uh, okay. Battery, thank you very very much for this talk. It was very very interesting. Once again, I learned something of the Finn and and I'm I'm a little bit proud that I made you talk because normally you, you don't talk a lot. But <laughs> you did talk for the last 35 minutes. Uh, that's yeah, that's it I'm proud of I achieved something today. That's well I'm done. good with that. You are definitely and let's let's uh, let's talk soon and let's uh, hit the DMs. I'm going <laughs> to go back and forth, but we need to go cycling this year. I'm going yeah, to come around wherever you are and um, I want to um, uh, go cycling with Tiffany as well.
0: Say hello to her.
1: Wish her luck for the race and for you, good luck. And I have one information for you. You are going to win Monaco. I know that for a fact. You know, like sometimes I see the future. You've been, <laughs> uh, it's going to be Monaco.
0: Good. So um, yeah. I'm happy to hear that.
1: <laughs> Reserve a table for Sunday night.
0: And you, Paul, keep living the dream. Thank
1: I, you. I will. Thanks a lot. Good. Talk to you soon. Thanks. My dear listeners, thanks for your time. If you can't wait for the next episode, or maybe you want to know more about IWC, the unique watches, or the heritage of the brand, please check out the website of IWC or find IWC on social. Their handle is IWC Watches. Other than that, I'd love you to have you guys back for the next episode. If you don't want to miss it, subscribe to this podcast. Then you're never going to miss out on any upcoming episodes. See you later. My name is Paul Ripke. Thanks for your time.